Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Link Holt, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is Diane Lindmark, creator of The Stone Universe and Western Romances. Diane has always longed to be a writer, but being severely dyslexic, she thought this an impossible feat. In 2010, she married a wonderful man who encouraged her to pursue her dream. Pursue her dream. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. Welcome, Diane. How are you feeling this evening? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too bad, except for some reason I can't see any purr words. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Do you have any words that you just can't pronounce, like they just don't like you? Lots. Lots. And they change <laughs> regularly. Some, <laughs> some words just, some days they just won't come out. <laughs> like, I have no idea that word. I can't find it. And we write for a living. Oh, no, I, it's here. Real. It just won't come out. <laughs> so... We, uh, we have some 20 fun questions for you today. And of course, I will take uh, questions out of the audience as well. So audience, as always, just type them in there and I will make sure that Diane sees them. So first, where do you get your ideas? Um, a lot of strange places. A most of the time, my ideas begin with me asking, posing a question to myself. And then I spend the entire rest of the book answering it. <laughs> That's awesome. Your, your, your own interrogator. And then, see, I looked and you have, how many books published now? There are a ton up there. 24. 24, excellent. So you're so prolific and cover so many different genres. What's your secret? I don't think I have one other than I just write whatever comes into my crazy head. Um, like, um, I, I guess a lot of it has to do with the fact that when I was a kid growing up, my mom would read us whatever she was reading. Even as a small child, we read adult books because my mom would just read them. And um, so I have lots of crazy ideas in my head. I, I can't answer it any better than that. No, that's great. It's like it's in my head. It shall now be on paper. Works for me. Hey, Aga's impressed that you didn't give up being uh, severely dyslexic and actually decided to write. So good for you. Thank you. It, it's a struggle. And it was really hard for me because I used to be very embarrassed about it. Now I've reached the point where I'm like, so what? You can read better than I can. I've written 20. Well, actually, I've written 56 books. So but 24 are published. Like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's awesome. That, you know, we, we learn we all have strengths and weaknesses. Uh -huh. It's about not letting them stop you. I love it. Let's see. So for your works themselves, like your stone universe, starting with a solitary stone begins with war. Usually Correct. fantasy series like lead up to the war. So why did you decide to dive right in? Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess it back to that. I start with asking myself a question or creating a problem and then I solve the problem. And for this particular one, I decided to start with two countries that had been at war for generations. And how was I going to stop it? Nice. And but it's to a me, series. the most logical thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Man. Yeah, there's, you, we uh, talked a little bit before, right? And you said that you don't do outlines. I see that. You're just like, nope, I'm in it, man. This is true pantsing right here. I'm impressed. Or discovery writing. Yeah, I like writing. to fly by the seat of my pants. Nice. Though, nice. nice. I should say I do sometimes write down bullet points of things I want to happen, but I don't consider that an outline. It's no, just I, like, oh, yeah, don't forget you need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. 
but there are things that I think of and then I decide where I want to put them in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I see when I was looking through your stuff, I saw that your novel legacy features a sentient machine program to be a super soldier. So it's like sci-fi and stuff. He is human. Um, He's more of a cyborg. Okay. Because I also saw it was the same as part of the stone universe. It is. Which So how, what am I missing here? Um, I decided to take my medieval fantasy from medieval fantasy to space science fiction. Why? Because I could. <laughs> I, 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 I decided I was going to do this and I was going to see if my editors figured out what I was doing before I told them what I was doing. And... I totally blindsided both of them. They never saw it coming. So it was fun for me. I like to do that to my editors. I like to see how many times I can blindside them per book. (laughs) I'm sure they greatly appreciate it. All of my writers. No. Um, Question. (laughs) Og wants to know that, or Og says that he's a sci-fi nerd. He's wondering what recommendation would you make? Like which book should he start on? Um. I would say probably a solitary stone if he likes sci-fi or if he wanted to try a one-off. A lot of people who like sci-fi also like my alternate history, which is um, One Man's Wife. And um, I do have a a very, very dark post-apocalyptic Scotland. That would be um, Second Age of Darkness. Nice. We have some questions about that one, too. So in Second Age of Darkness, you have the two warring civilizations in Scotland. So obviously wars on your mind a lot. This comes up a lot. Um, so why did you choose Scotland, though? Like of all the countries or anything you could make up, what, what is it about Scotland that attracted you? Uh, it's one of my bucket list items to go to Scotland. I've, I just love the countryside. It's so beautiful. And it's one of those, um, I have severe damage to my ears. So uh, I can't, I'm probably not allowed to fly anymore. The last time I flew, I lost all hearing in one ear for four days. And the doctor told me that me flying was probably a really bad idea. So I'm probably never going to get to leave the United States unless I can travel by boat. So So this is a retirement plan. I mean, think of how many books you could write on the boat on the way to Scotland. This could totally work. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. I think we should do a whole wider writer's retreat just on our way to Scotland. That could be so much fun. We'll just wait till the kids get old. Repositioning cruises. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, yes, yes. There are ways to do this affordably. That's what he's trying to hint at. Yes, but your parents went on one. Didn't they fly back, though? Sure. So you just like, have to spend the entire season <laughs> across the pond and then take the repositioning cruise back. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. It's good. <laughs> it's totally you know after that lottery ticket I mean, comes in maybe yeah <laughs> i do have a sister-in-law in scotland so you know oh see this could totally work could totally work you know if you ever wanted to come home from scotland you never know i probably wouldn't want to come home but you know <laughs> um let's see so we talked about the war right that you have a lot of war in the books um but what about in the, so you said the sentient, so he's more like a cyborg in Legacy? I'm not sure cyborg is the right word. He is a genetically altered human being who has had uh, physical augmentations. So I'm not Sounds sure like cyborg is the right. I think you're right. I struggle with classifications. So he is okay. what he is. He's E81, uh, so. <laughs> Very fancy name. 
Um, so the themes, so this book, this is a different theme, right? So it's more about individualism and destiny and stuff. So what was it, what was it about that you decided to ask that question? Was there something that sparked it? What, what where did that come from? Oh, now see, that one was actually sparked by an entirely different thing. That was sparked by my husband informing me that I could not write space science fiction. It was not in my wheelhouse. Oh, it was a challenge. So, you know, that that was me going, really? I, I can do this. <laughs> You're like, oh, you dare me, do you? I'll show you. I'm going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's see. Florida Kevin wants to know, do you have an idea of how the book is going to end when you start? Or does that all come to you as you write? Believe it or not, sometimes I actually have the ending before I even have the beginning. Sometimes even before I have the character names. Um, that's actually the thing I struggle the most with is character names. Oh, the pressure mm. of a name. And we also, of course, argue with our characters because I try to give them a name and then they don't like that name. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books, I was actually, I knew exactly where I wanted to start that book. I was held up for three weeks while she and I argued over a name. She finally decided she liked Lenore. Oh, I like Lenore too. I think she was right. I know. It works great. It, she really is Lenore. It's the perfect name. It just took forever for us to come to this. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm making up a new fantasy world and I have an actual entire document where every time I see a name I really like. I write it in there. <laughs> so I, I have, have a whole of list two. of names. Yeah. I've never done that I before, but yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Names. Yeah. You're not the only one. Names are definitely a problem. I mean, I don't want them to all be Paul and Mary, but I don't want to just look up, you know, uh, Nigerian names and use that too. You know, it's like, no, I need something that feels more authentic for my world. So as I find a name I like, I can use those sounds and then go from there, you know? See, I, like I usually it. just look up names like Scandinavian baby names. <laughs> that one looks good. Done. I can this pronounce that one. <laughs> Are you sure you said Scandinavian, right? Are you sure you can pronounce it? Oh, believe me, there's a lot of like, uh, how do you pronounce that? Which I love when you find the sites where you can go pronounce that. And then it says it for you. It's like, yes. Because there are some baby name sites that will pronounce it for you. It's very nice. Oh, that does help, doesn't it? Because mm -hmm. then also you could respell it, right? Because it's your world. You can do whatever you want. So you can no, spell no, it no, so no. that there English no speakers can do it. No, you don't. You don't change it. I, I don't respell. Remember, can't spell. <laughs> the way it is, it shall stay. <laughs> I cannot change it. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, the other writers in the chat are agreeing with us that we definitely have whole lists of names. Um. My gosh, we were just talking. I lost track of my questions. That's not fair. What's up with that? I'm we're sorry. like having fun and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, here you go. If you could have one story, so you've got a lot of 56 of them now. If you could have one turned into a movie or TV series, which one would it be? The Christmas Hitchhiker. Ooh, what's that one about? Uh, that one is about a disabled um, vet who meets a young woman who tells him that uh, despite his disability, he still has, well, a homeless disabled vet who meets a young woman who tells him that despite him being disabled, uh, he still has value. Um, I think that's just waiting for a Hallmark Christmas movie, no doubt. See, I think so too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it'd be right up there. So agents, if you're listening. And that's um, um, a five book series. Oh, nice. Because uh, she has uh, four siblings who have since demanded their own books. <laughs> They're like, me too, me too. Mm -hmm. That's fun. 
So are you working on anything new that you're over the moon excited about? I wouldn't say over the moon excited, but I am enjoying the book I'm working on right now, which is uh, Bad Blood. What genre is that one? It's about war. I can't even guess. (laughs) It's about war? (laughs) Okay, actually, technically... Technically, it's about the treaty that ends the war. The The story actually begins with the treaty that ends the war. But, you know, there's still bad blood. Mm-hmm. Well, what hobbies do you enjoy to refill your creative cup? I mean, it seems overflowing, but you've got to do something to re-spark it. What do you do? Um, I watch a lot of movies and TV. That's about it. Um, nice. I'm not really talented in other ways like other people paint and draw i draw deformed stick figures so you know (laughs) they don't know they're deformed be nice to them i mean come on now (laughs) sounds like a theme one of your books (laughs) way back in the day i used to quilt and make jewelry but nowadays that's just too much work for me I'd that rather be really writing. time consuming. Yeah. If you're writing, you know, all day and then suddenly have to go. Yeah. That, that does seem like more work instead of hobby at that point. So excellent. Well, I know we talked a little bit before we started recording about D and D so that you like D and D. Do you get to play much of that anymore? I have not gotten to play D and D in 13 years. What? That's just not right. Uh, Florida. Kevin wants to know what's your uh, favorite D and D character. Like what class? Sorry. What class is your favorite? Uh, fighter straight up. Mm. You think too I'm much during the day writing, you just want to bang things at night? Oh, even as a kid, I wanted to play the hack and slash. I never was into, sp- I can't stand spellcasters. Um, I, I, they're too complicated for me. I just want to, <laughs> I, I just want to cut them up. That's, that's my thing. <laughs> Stop saying fancy words. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's nice. Fighters, nice and simple. I can get that. Um, Og wants to know what's your favorite TV show since you use them to oh. refill your cup. What's doing it right now? Ooh, my favorite TV show right now, the one that I'm like dying for more episodes of, but I'm going to have to wait like forever is McDonald and Dobbs. It's a, uh, Brit box show. It's a murder mystery. I love murder mysteries. That's my thing. 99% of everything I watch is murder mysteries. And, um, of course, I'm a huge Agatha Christie and Dorothy Sayers fan, so I love the British stuff, like um, Death in Paradise, um, uh, Midsummer Murders, oh, Brokenwood Murder Mysteries. That one is just awesome. It's like my one of my favorites. Hmm, I've never heard of that one. Oh, they're um, all on BritBox and Acorn, which is through Amazon. I'll have to look it up. I did have an entire summer where I watched like nothing but the Midsummer Murders. I don't know what it was. It was just something about it. It comforted me. And my problem with those is they're so heavy. They're not rewatches. Whereas like yes. McDonald, uh, McDonald and Dobbs are rewatches. They're really funny. And so is uh, Broken Wood Mysteries, which is actually a Kiwi. It's um, from New Zealand. Ooh, that's fun. Nice to find the, di- I, I like hearing the different accents and trying to pretend I know where they're from. Because that's as close as I can get. Um, so, nice. Now that we all want BritBox, it looks like um, Friday Blue already has it and adores it. Um, what, who, as as a writer now, and that's what you're doing, and we know that it's said in your bio that your husband helped inspire you to actually sit down and do it, you know, follow your dreams. But what other, like, writers inspired you to be a writer? Oh, 
Agatha Christie and Dorothy Sayers. They're like I said, they are my favorite writers. Um, I I love their style of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just enjoy them. They're what I like. Um, I don't really think I have any other authors that I would say I I read them as an author. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds crazy, but I almost exclusively only read murder mysteries. No, it doesn't sound. The only crazy part is, do you write any murder mysteries? I'm trying to remember if that genre no, was in there. No, I don't. Hmm, that's I do not part. do horror. Stephen King can have that. And I leave murder <laughs> mysteries to my girls, Dorothy and Agatha. That's hilarious. That's the interesting part. It's very cool. See, there's no rules. You do what works for you. That's the encouragement for all the people out there. Let's see. I'm just making sure I didn't miss any questions, and I think we are good right now. Um, let's see. In uh, I met you at Comic Conroe. That was our first convention we got to go to as a company, so it was awesome to actually get Yay. there and talk to real writers again, or writers like in person, not real writers. I talk to real writers all the time, but in person, that was so nice. Um, so what has been your favorite interaction with a fan? That's a hard one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I have one. I mean, I, I, I love talking with uh, fans, um, but uh, to like pick one out, it's like there are just so many. Uh, hmm. <laughs> just yeah, the person. It doesn't have to be your favorite. <laughs> um, one, one that was uh, tough for me because I have a, I, I'm a big rules person. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Con DFW, which is no more. It was the, uh, the uh, Fort Worth Literary Con. Okay. And my first year there, I sold this gentleman a book and he came back our next year. And I actually broke one of my rules and asked him if he liked my book, which that's one of my rules. I never ask people if they like my books. If they say, oh, I read your book, I don't ask. Because I feel like it puts them on the spot and I don't want to do that. That's um, fair. And okay. so, but I broke my rule and asked him and he talked about the characters and how much he enjoyed it. So that, that was like one of my favorites because, you know, I broke a rule, which I never do. <laughs> and it didn't backfire this time. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> You're like, what did you think of my, wait, you don't have to be honest. Wait, never mind. Forget I asked. <laughs> See, exactly. And the whole reason I have this rule is I actually bought a book from another author once and I gave it to my husband and my husband couldn't get past page 26 on it because it was supposed to be historical fiction. But in the first 26 pages, they had so many things historically wrong. Um, My husband, who's a Marine, couldn't do it because it was about Marines. And it's like, so, and then the next time I saw them, they they asked me, what did my husband think of it? And I'm like, uh, I can't answer that. And that, that's when I established the rule of, I don't, I didn't want to make anybody feel the way I felt about how yeah. do you answer that without hurting their feelings? That's right. That's fair. That's actually a good rule. That's a good rule. I mean, let's face it. In the end, this is art, right? So mm-hmm. some people are going to appreciate it. Some people are not. So exactly. that is fair. I like that. That's a good rule. Let's see. If you were forced to live in one of your worlds, which one would you choose? Ha, 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 I found the good question a, I cannot answer right away. I was going to say, there's a couple of really good ones. Um, I think if I was going to live in one of my fantasy worlds, I would probably choose, um, it's not published yet, but um, one of my books, um, 
a classic fairy tale who writes this crap anyways. Um, yes, that is the name of my book. <laughs> uh, I would live in that world. <laughs> well, that sounds fun just by the title. <laughs> I, awesome. I I wrote it to make fun of, you know, the stereotypical fairy tales with the talking animals and <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um that sounds fun. Is that one still out there? Uh it hasn't been published yet. It's it's on oh. the list. I have a publishing list, but it, it will get there eventually. I see. Because I'm like, I want to read that one. I didn't see that one on Amazon. That sounds totally No, it's not there yet. I think we're looking at like uh, 2025 for that one. Ooh, you're planned way out ahead. Yes. As soon as I finish writing a book, it goes into the uh, publishing schedule. And some books are important enough to jump ahead of the list. And others are like at the bottom list under may never be published. So, you know. Well, you do have to finish series before you do a new one, right? You know, so exactly. That, it, that makes those sense. are the books that gets jumped to the top are the series books. So, but that I have a, a book I wrote just to see if I could do it. And it's like at the bottom with it may, may never be published. <laughs> but you did it. Gosh, dog on it. I did. Mm-hmm. It's there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, of all of your characters. So we talked about your worlds. Now of all your characters, which one do you relate to the most? Hmm. So we do have good hard hitting questions, people. (laughs) I'm not sure because they're all smarter and more successful than I am. So I'm not sure about that. Um, Probably in a weird warped sort of way, probably Bloodstone. And who's that? Bloodstone is one of the characters in the Stone Universe. Excellent. Yeah, you know they're not smarter than you, right? Because you write them. Yeah, that 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 that's subject for to debate. Because you know <laughs> they know things that you know I couldn't possibly know. Like you know, but you wrote it. Yep. right. But for example, she uh she uh, can speak like five different languages. So I only speak one. So therefore she's smarter than I am. Well, she's just a linguist. You're not a linguist. That's all. Didn't we talk earlier about how with our children, we have to tell them that they, everyone just has different skills, right? Does it make them better or worse than anyone else? Look at that. Now this is us having to take our own advice. I know. We're not good at that. We're not. No, I don't think most people are. Um, So Bloodstone, why Bloodstone? Uh, is it is he has she they she okay it's a she uh she has a lot of issues and problems that she has to overcome um so you relate to her struggle yeah i relate i relate to her struggle and um there are see i'm also trying not to give any spoilers here oh that is the hard part (laughs) yeah but um she has some struggles and I can kind of understand that and relate to her struggles. So, but um, according to one of my best friends, um, she can read any of my books and go, ha, that's a Diane line. <laughs> that's a Diane line. According to her, <laughs> she can see me in all of the characters because she, she knows my quirky personality. So. Which let's face it, that's probably more true anyways. Right. But that's one of those things that outsider will recognize. Yeah. Makes total sense to me. 
For the record, I'm still thinking about the fairy tale book. I really want that book now. Um, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, probably anything coffee related. Usually, well, like if we actually want to talk about my favorite flavor ever, it's not made anymore. And that was espresso and cream, which used to be made by uh, Baskin Robbins, but they discontinued it. Hmm. That sounds quite nicely balanced with the coffee and the sweet cream. It was, and it was a frozen yogurt. It was just wonderful, but they don't make it anymore. Um, but, sorry. you know, usually coffee flavored. Excellent. Uh, what part of your daily routine is an absolute must? Can't do without it. And I'm kind of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. I don't really have a, a brush my teeth. Actually, wait, yes, brush my teeth. <laughs> well, that's that's a good answer. It's a good answer. Brush I, I my don't teeth. even talk to people until I've brushed my teeth. I, I crawl out of bed and brush my teeth. And people know <laughs> if they start talking to me and I haven't brushed my teeth, they're going to get growled at. <laughs> it's not coffee for you. It's like, I must brush my teeth. Go away. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, of all the habits to have, that's a good one. I'm afraid I wouldn't have such a healthy answer, I'm sure. Uh, what is your potluck go-to? I mean, we're going to have events again. We're going to have to start bringing dishes. Ooh, a potluck go-to. Mm. Probably my hot bean dip is my favorite. Ooh, that sounds good. What's in it? It is. It's really good. It's... um. Eight ounces cream cheese. I think it's eight ounces sour cream, two cans of refried beans, one packet of taco seasoning, and you uh, put two cups of cheese on top and melt it in the oven. Ooh. So it's nice and bubbly hot. It's really good. That almost the sounds sour like... cream is the only thing I'm questioning, but I think it is one cup sour cream, one, eight ounces cream cheese. I that think. can make sense. I haven't made Usually it in a couple of years, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually they're they're blended. I'm surprised you came up with the recipe. Good for you. I was looking for general stuff, but now I can make it. I was a short order cook, so <laughs> you're like I I've know got a lot of recipes off the top of my head. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, coffee or tea? Oh, tea, 100. I really don't drink coffee. I love tea. I actually have taken over three kitchen cabinet shelves with all my teas. <laughs> Incredible. I totally would have guessed coffee after your ice cream choice. That's, that's no, cool. I actually don't drink coffee. You just uh, eat it, it's ice all cream. about the tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, cats or dogs? I actually don't like pets. No pets. No pets at all. Nothing. No bird. No lizard you watch in the garden outside. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Animals. I always tell people my pets are my kids. Aww. They were easier to well, housebreak, I'm sure. Well, it's even funnier because one is year of the horse, one is year of the dog, and one is year of the rabbit. So see, I have pets. <laughs> I love it. Um, awesome. Well, you were a lot of fun today. I hope you had some fun. Oh, yes. It was quite entertaining. Right? It's not so bad. I know you were terrified to come on. It wasn't so frightening. See? We don't bite. We're here for fun. Even though I did ask you some good questions. ha, <laughs> ha. I was like, no, she's answering them too quickly. I must challenge. And it worked. <laughs> so final question is, where can fans find you and your work? Uh, well, of course, my books are available on Amazon and Kindle. And, of course, I have a website, which let's see if I can do this correctly. It is sirbloodstone.wix.com slash Diane Lindmark author. 
Excellent, excellent. So now that Diane is your new favorite author, make sure to review her books and please review us wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitch or um, subscribe to us on YouTube. And we do want to thank our very special subscribers this month for helping us keep the lights on around here on Twitch. And it is DH Dunn and Random Chance One. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week.